Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back, and the Kevin Durant content farm is going bye-bye for fans, writers, everyone. And I had to bring Tom Westrom of Boston.com to break down this very sad development for us in the month of August just to have uh, saving us from writing about programs and other, um, you know, wedding pictures, anything else that would come up in the MASP. We actually had, we had real media news here for a month, Tom, and now it goes, it goes away. Kevin Durant will remain a Brooklyn net for, it appears a foreseeable future, but we'll get into that too. Uh, I personally found it kind of inconsiderate of Jason Tatum to be doing proams with LeBron James <laughs> while the Kevin Durant stuff was going on. Like do that after it's resolved yes. because like there's like, yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant did us all just an unbelievable favor by giving us all this content to work with, but like, there's still a month left. Like I could have really like we all could have really used Jason Tatum and LeBron James playing together at the crossover, but here we are. Well, maybe they can redo it in an air conditioned gym so they can actually play a full <laughs> game. That'll be, that'll be the next step yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll cover Tatum next week in that program. Cause we need, we're going to need the content there. Yeah. But for now, but Todd, so this is, I, I don't think this is a surprise where this ended up coming back to Durant, you know, kind of phrase it however you want. It seems like he overplayed his hand here. And uh, Brooklyn, I'm guessing, just didn't want to trade him in the first place. And so now we're at a point where the staring match has ended and they're going to at least pretend to play nice. And whether they will, I guess, I guess my first question is, do you think this is uh, a reconciliation that lasts? Is, or is this something that just is, uh, you know, we have no better options right now and we're, we'll revisit this in uh, December whenever things will arrive? Yeah, I mean, if just guessing, obviously, but I, I think I could, I'd be more likely to see it kind of falling apart after the season. It feels like this is going to, like, feels like this kind of, you know, unsteady piece could, could like, at very least carry them through another year. But yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be really hard for the Nets. Like, this is not... Like, this is going to be just unbelievably uncomfortable. Like, I mean, even beyond, you know, like the the fact that Steve Nash now has to deal with like, uh, hey, your, your best player wanted you fired. Also, not for nothing, your second best player, who is best friends with your best player, now knows that his best friend doesn't want to play with him anymore. Like, right. can you imagine? Like, it's... It's, it's going to be really, really awkward. And I mean, the Nets already last year, we, you know, you were starting to see kind of the cracks in the armor there. And it's like, I don't 
I don't think this is going to work. And if it doesn't work after this year, I mean, what's to stop Durant from doing it again next year when he's got another year's leverage or, you know, the year after that, whatever it might be. Like, I don't, I don't think this is, I don't think this is over, but um, I do think it worked out pretty well for the Celtics, frankly, that, you know, now they, they don't have to like, you know, that they don't, they don't have to kind of explain themselves so much to Jalen or anything like that. It's like, Oh yes. Like, see, uh, you know, we want to do the whole time, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is done yet. I, I don't think Kevin Durant is, uh, I don't think he magically decided that he was happy in Brooklyn. I think it's like you said, there's, you know, uh, like the, the, both sides kind of couldn't get what they wanted here. Right. And then you have the Kyrie factor of a, another person who, again, didn't get what they wanted and they're stuck. Yeah. He's stuck there for the year anyway. So yeah. he's probably like going to Kevin like, hey, listen, man, like I'm stuck here regardless. So why don't you just like just back off this? And then when I get out of here, you can push your way out next year. Um, but yeah, the, the, the conversations with Nash with Marks now, like it's, it's, it's hard and winning is a cure all. So if they come yeah. out guns blazing and I mean, we even talk about Ben Simmons of like all these other X factors on their roster of like, if, if, if everyone's healthy and things are looking good there, that's a, it's a top four team in the East easily. And um, that will solve a lot of problems. But if um, just like, again, like, I still maintain like if the Nets won game one in Boston in that series, like I, I, I don't think that's a series that's over in five games. I think that's a series that like, you know, drags out a little bit more, but it appears like, you know, Kyrie especially is a, is a front running player. Durant is Durant. And so I think they're going to need some success there. I feel like to, to get past any of this stuff. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cousin of what would have happened if, you know, the Celtics had, had like one game, two or three in Milwaukee in that 2018, 19, right. Where they had just like swept the Pacers and like, you know, they, they have that big inspiring win in game one against the bucks. And then uh, you know, that they just like, just completely lose it. Like, yeah, Kyrie is kind of a front running player. And that, that puts a lot of pressure on your team, especially when you're the nets and, and, you know, now you're staring down an entire awkward season with all these guys. Like if, if anything starts to go wrong, it could go off the rails very quickly because there's been people just throwing fuel on this fire all off season. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man, there could be some, there could be some awkward locker rooms this year, I think. All right. So let's, we'll turn back to them in a second in the whole Eastern conference, but let's, let's get to the Celtics part of this since it, this, I do think, like you said, this is a, they were, the Celtics were always in a situation where they, they were going to have the questions asked to them when those, I mean, Brad Stevens had it happen today, regardless, which timed out pretty well for Brad Stevens yeah. um, with uh, the Nets and Durant kind of coming out with this joint statement saying that they're, they're running it back together. But um, now there is no, I think a big part of the Celtics success last year was the fact that there was no, at least amongst the core, like uncertainty there. Everyone had long-term deals. Everyone knew their role. They knew, you know, they're in this for one buying in on the, the bigger goal here. Now they don't have, this conceivably hang over their shoulder, even if it was a situation which, you know, talks had died down, obviously, in recent weeks to the point where they were probably non-existent to be happening anytime soon. But now is a situation where the questions and stuff just become a lot more easier to handle now because it's like, oh, it's that's in the past. Like, I don't, I, I mean, why don't we even need to talk about that? Well, and not only that, it also means that the questions will only be like initially right like it only happened on media day like there's not going to be any 
longer term thing, which I think the Nets are going to have a lot of questions. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> so good luck with that, fellas. Can we go to that but, media day. That'll be a fun media day. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I mean, I think this honestly, I think this worked out really well. They're really good. Like, they're going to be fun. There's so much depth. There's like all the things that we talked about after the trade deadline, right? That everybody talks about after the trade deadline. This is a a team that went to the finals that got significantly better. Um, that you know, again, like you said, didn't shake up their core. Um, like, frankly, you know, when you talk about people knowing their roles, every, like you bring in Kevin Durant and roles get like everybody up to Jason Tatum doesn't know their role anymore. Like it's, it's a completely different team and that's really hard. You know, you come back to the season with pretty much the same team as last year with a couple extra bench guys, you know, the only guy who might not know his role is, is like Derek white and like Derek white's good and he's a useful player. But like, if Derek white is the guy who's trying to find himself on your roster, like you can probably be okay. If Jason Tatum is the guy trying to find himself on your roster, I don't know. Like that's, that's a much kind of bigger piece there. So I think this is, I mean, this is really good for the Celtics. I think, frankly, like it just, it simplifies everything. Kevin Durant didn't go to one of your direct contenders. He goes to yeah. a team that like, yeah, you, you know, I agree with you that it was closer than a sweep, but they still outclassed that team, you know, last yep. season. And the pieces that the nets are bringing back are tough to integrate anyway. So like, you know, if you're the Celtics, I, I think you're feeling really good. And that's why you had so much leverage in the first place is because you didn't have to go get Kevin Durant. You were still going to be really good with or without him. Exactly. And you're always, any kind of talks you had were coming from a position of strength based on that. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, your title favorite, you're very slight title favorites, but you're still title favorites. And the, and their title odds went down slightly today, um, according to Line, but they're still the favorites, which is, yeah. I mean, we can debate whether that should be the case or not yeah. uh, when you look at some of the other rosters around the league, but that's, that's something that is going to, um, you know, you can feel good about from top down in the organization. So I guess my next question for you is for like with Jalen Brown here, I feel like he was the one you like, if you're the Celtics, you know, once these talks got leaked, like that's always this, the, the guy you, you worry about most because that's the guy who obviously matters most to your team. The guy who's up for free agency first, we've talked, there's a thousand reasons why he wouldn't want to leave the Celtics financially team success wise, et cetera. But you do wonder of whether, this will factor in at all in terms of making a decision a couple years down the road. How do you kind of view it from that perspective? Like, do you feel like this will just be uh, something forgotten about next summer anyway? Or will this something that could be like, you know, we've seen like other times where, you know, guys feel slighted and they, 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 they want to get out a couple years down the road. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's threefold, right? I think it's like, like you just said, winning is a cure-all, right? So if the Celtics win games, it's always easier to, to like, it's always easier to stay in a winning situation than it is to leave a team because, you know, you've got like a place to live. You got, you know, like your, your whole setup in, in that one city. Um, it's, it's, if your team is winning, it's just easier to continue to be a part of that team. So I think that's probably something they're banking on. I think, I mean, it's funny because it like Jalen's, you know, contract situation is coming up, but there is time, you know, like there's plenty of time to kind of let winning be a cure-all to let it kind of heal any, any hurt feelings. And I think those hurt feelings are probably mitigated somewhat by the fact that if Jalen Brown was really on the table for Kevin Durant, I wonder if the nets would have like, like 
would they have been kind of doing all this, like reaching out because like Jalen Brown would have been an incredible return for Durant, but you know, here we are like, like, you know, August 23, there's lots of time that this could have played out, you know, over the rest of the summer. And Jalen Brown is still a Celtic. Like I do wonder if the Nets would have been a little bit more motivated to kind of keep trade conversations going if they actually thought that Jalen was available. So I think, I think all of the, and whether that's true or not, that's a pitch that Brad can make to Jalen. So I think those three things can all be things that the Celtics kind of point to and say, look, we're a winning team. That was in the past. And, and frankly, we didn't trade you for Kevin Durant. Like think about how much we respect you, you know, from that perspective, I feel like that's like a, you know, that's a pretty good pitch to a guy. Yeah. And as Brad mentioned today in an interview on, on EI, he, you know, this isn't new to, I mean, Jalen has heard his name, yeah. you know, not recently, but Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, those were, and at, at the times the Celtics obviously held, and those were more debatable moves. We're like, oh, is, is Jalen worth keeping on? Like for, especially for like a Kawhi situation. Yeah. Um, even though it was clear that that was just for one year of Kawhi, but we know where they got the Raptors. So um, that's, but now, you know, coming off on a finals appearance, he probably was like, oh, the last thing I'm going to hear this summer is trade rumors. And lo and behold, the one of the three best players on the planet becomes available. So that's that's how that goes. But I think how he kind of used it as that, whether he just uses the fuel, whether he, you know, just says this, the Celtics kind of make it clear, hey, this is like, these are leaks that were not true. And um, how much that gets bought into or not, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the Celtics can kind of say the same thing to him that they've been kind of floating to the media, right? Where it's like, um, like where, where, where it's really semantics about a formal offer, you know, they right. can say like, you know, well, no, like it was a conversation and like, I mean, your name came up, but like, we were never very serious about trading you. All of those things I think would sound good to a guy who's, you know, who, who as, as, again, a lot of this comes down to winning, right? Like if your team is winning and your team is telling you all of these things, it sounds a lot better than if your team is, if you're losing and your team is telling you those things. So I think it does kind of come down to the Celtics continuing to win and, and, you know, Jalen and Jason continuing to be like a successful partnership. But um, as long as that's the case, I don't know. I mean, it it feels like it, it makes sense for, uh, for that to be a much, a much calmer piece than the, uh, the Kyrie KD uh, piece in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Looking around the East now, where do you, where do you put a Kevin Durant Nets team? Like, give me your top five East power rankings right now. Like, do you, are they, or do you have to see more from, you know, this team to even put them in that category, which I think is debatable too. I mean, it's tough because like, I, I, I think they're certainly below Boston. I think they're certainly below Milwaukee. I, th- I think Milwaukee is like, like that's that's the team to me like that's the team that can um match and surpass the celtics continuity in certain ways that i mean Giannis is is Giannis. i mean that's 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 the team where their you know second best player was out when the celtics eliminated them in seven games like yeah they're really tough um you know i think i think you know philly could have a good season if they're healthy all that like i just like these teams make more sense too right like brooklyn just like Ben Simmons, really? Like, like that's, I like him. I think he's a really good defender. And I think there's, I think there's a lot of stuff that you can do with him, but like integrating him is historically hard. So you're going to put that guy next to Kyrie, who is all like, 
whose game is great, but is also kind of historically hard to integrate on, like, you know, to put all these, to put all these pieces together. That's, that's just a, that's a lot for a team. So I, I, I mean, I would have them probably, you know, probably fifth behind the heat, you know, behind those, those four in the heat. Um, and then, you know, we'll see who makes a run. We'll see who gets better and all that. But um, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe in kind of the, the core trio, which is now what this team is, is so built around. Like Bruce Brown is gone. Like there's, you know, there's, there's pieces that they really could have used who are, who are not going to be there anymore. So I forgot uh, about him. Yeah. Like he's good player. <laughs> right. Like he was definitely one of the most consistent players in that series period. They made though... corner th- and he made corner threes. Right? Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> about that. Be Bruce uh, Brown, you coward. Right. And then too, like, and, and you're thinking about like Drogic in that series too, of like, he almost won one of those early games in the guard for him and just like went off. And obviously he has flaws, but when he just was in that thought that situation, I think he went off about it in the office and be like, yeah, I, what was going on in Brooklyn? Like I, you know, guys are for themselves. So it's like, yeah, how is that? Is it, it's tough to see that kind of changing based on, you know, the guys they brought in. I mean, I guess Royce O'Neal will be a good defender. Yeah. TJ Warren is going to be pretty much playing for his next contract. So he's going to be, I imagine hungry to, for his, but, um, and then Steve Nash front and center of it all being like, yep, let's, let's go guys. Everything's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough pitch to say that like, they're going to be less selfish after like, you know, like, or that like, it's going to be less like kind of me oriented or whatever you want to call it after KD spent the summer, just trying to get out of there. Like, is that going to be the impetus for everybody to really come together? Like, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. It's a little dicey on that front, but we'll uh, we'll see that. All right. Let's take a break real quick to hear from our sponsor bed line, which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news from every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, esports, and even golf. And so, because BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports info from live in-game running props and futures. Celtics, again, Tom, they're five to one odds to win the title on BetOnline. It's actually a slight dip. They were, I think, four to one before this, but that the no Kevin Durant boss next year really impacting those lines. Yeah, that's uh, driving people away, I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, so head on over to BetOnline today. Or use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet. Use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Tom, your co-host here. I'm letting you drive the, the truck right now. Where do you want to talk Jason Tatum program? Do you want to talk about anything interesting you thought that Brad Stevens said today? Whether about, or even Tatum's interview of Taylor Rooks, I think. There was a lot of... A lot of meat on that bone in there if we want to get into that. I mean, look, I, I think I think the Tatum thing is fascinating, right? Because like, like I think everybody everybody could tell he was injured, and uh, yeah, turns out he was. Right? Right. Like, like, <laughs> we had um, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, man, we we all look pretty <laughs> smart here saying that he was injured. I mean, look, I think people a lot a lot of times like people want to say like you know like if if you talk about injuries and stuff like that, you're you're making excuses for teams. And I, I always hate that. It's like, no, I'm just like, there's reasons like, you know, the, the Warriors won the championship for, for many reasons. One of them being that Steph Curry is a game breaking basketball player. And one of them, you know, like another reason was because the Celtics best player was 
pretty injured. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I think that's a very interesting one because I think the conversation can get kind of, uh, kind of bogged down and people saying that like, you're making excuses or whatever, but like, no, like Tatum was worn down for sure. He was tired, but he was also hurt. And like that really messes with a Celtics team. That's so built around him. hundred percent. And I do, I like the timing of this release though, by Tatum, because to your point, if you go too close to the end of the finals, looks like an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like two months out, even though it was obvious, like you said, something was up. People have like the shoulder more than the wrist, but I mean, it was probably a combination of both. Yeah. yeah. Along with a thousand other factors from that series. But now it's like, okay, yeah, by the by, my wrist is broken, but no, like no excuse. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> so, so late August after the, you know, you give it a two month window there and you don't want to say it. If you say it in training camp and that becomes a story of training camp and then right uh, so this right is, just that's true in there and i don't know i guess taylor rooks just gets these guys to spill their guts what can you say yeah. she just like whether it's jalen saying they're gonna win whatever it was six titles yeah. by 28 like a couple years ago um yeah but that it's that was a fascinating nugget um yeah the duran picture they talked about i feel like that's like a non-story anyway well, it is now <laughs> it is certainly now now it's like not even worth talking about um no then, but real quick about the timing i mean I, like you're so right because like like yeah if, if that had gotten toward training camp that like and, and also it's it's like you know it's august he knows that like he's just doing a podcast he's just kind of having a conversation oh yeah yeah i mean look my, you know I, I, I was injured i had all these problems and then it's like he knows everybody's going to aggregate that he knows yeah. that's going to be the story yeah, like yeah it's it's perfect timing no i uh well done, Tatum. Was, uh, <laughs> your advisors are spot on. Right. Veteran move. You already yeah, yeah, veteran, yeah. more veteran moves on the floor and now off the floor. That's right. But yeah, so that's, that's fascinating. Um, you, you, Dan, you think, and it is, I mean, you look at the Celtics roster now, it is like you, they're probably gonna be coming into camp here. If, I don't think any real, from what I hear on Rob Williams knee, like there's nothing you know, it's all you always worry about injuries to fraud, period, but there's nothing <laughs> lingering from the knee situation when you have, you know, the two, three months to, to rest the meniscus and just the, the bruised knee there. But with that and the depth they've kind of put together here, it's they're in a pretty ideal spot in terms of just being able to, you know, play whatever hand they want in terms of each, each regular season night and keep these guys' minutes down a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's especially crucial, you know, keeping guys' minutes down. Like, I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be perfect for, especially like Horford, right? Like that's, you know, they're in such a nice position where, um, you know, they're, they, they know they're going to have two high usage guys when the playoffs roll around. So they can, they can kind of play around with that, right? Like if, if Jalen needs a night off or if Jalen, you know, has like a, a nagging injury and they just want to kind of give him you know, give him a week or something like that. No problem. Brogdon, you know, slides into the starting lineup or, or however they want to do it. Like, there's just all kinds of nice little, you know, uh, roster machinations they can do here that I think are going to really benefit them, assuming another kind of longer playoff run. Where, give me your full NBA offseason. Like, what's your team that, like, you think is going to be a little better than people expect, like, either either conference? Because I feel like there's been a lot of, like, it's it's very, you look at, like, Making eight playoff teams in the East, it's like you got to leave some tough teams out there with like with what, what these crews have coming back here. I kind of hope they don't 
make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Detroit. I just think mm. like, I, I like, um, I like what they did in the draft for one thing. Love Jaden Ivy. Um, and I also just, I just think Kate is, Kate is going to be so freaking good. Like he's the he's game at the garden star. against the Celtics. Oh like when gosh. they beat them during that winning streak, you're just yeah. like the plays he's doing there. You're just like, whoa, like yeah. this is stuff you're seeing from like Paul George when he's like in year four or five, as opposed to if he's doing this at the end of year one on that team, then it's yeah. like, look out. I, I think he's a star. And uh, I'm, you know, like I said, I think for Detroit's sake, I kind of hope that they're bad for one more year. Cause there's some, there's some real star power at the top of this upcoming yeah. draft class, but I think Cade might be a little too good. I think they, I think they might be okay <laughs> this year. Well, they, at least they, I mean, they traded Jeremy Grant. Yeah, that's right. Like they, at least they like, I think they probably saw that and they're like, Oh crap, we got to like, <laughs> get what we can for these veterans right now and just let's sign marvin bagley again yeah, let's get marvin bagley let's uh oh, I mean, he was pretty good last year too right honestly. yeah like, let's let's take some bad next contracts and see like turn <laughs> yeah. that into roster filler but yeah you're right, right. I, I do think it is that, like that's a sneaky team that like like cleveland this past year didn't like sneak up on people but just when the younger pieces you know start clicking faster right that, that's where you get that kind of progression Right. When Evan Mobley is way better than you thought he was going to be, then right. all of a sudden it's like, oh, this team's kind of fun and interesting. And I think that's, I think that's hundred percent where Detroit is headed. I think that, and you know, most of that is due to Kate. He's just, he's a stud. Where do you think Donovan ends up? <laughs> um, shortly before we started recording, I saw the report that, that Danny has two mystery teams. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Uh, I think he's going to New York like everybody else. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's going to a mystery team. <laughs> I think uh, I, I, I think we've seen a little bit of Danny Ainge at this point to to have a guess as to as to what's going on here. But yeah, I'll say I'll say New York. Playing, watching him play the game here. I, I just can't wait to see what the, he gets out of the Knicks, like by holding all these other teams out there as I think not idle threats, but I think this is a situation where like, Hey, listen, next, like you're going, you guys are going to know when to come here anytime yeah. soon. And you probably aren't going to have enough assets to trade for a star. Once you sign like RJ Barrett to his next deal. So clock's ticking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, the, as, as much as people like to joke about his, uh, his record, I mean, you know, the man really doesn't lose many deals. Nope. Like when, when it comes to actual deals, the man doesn't lose many. So if you know, yeah. If you're trying to pry a genuine star away from him, whew, good luck, buddy. And especially when you're right. These are the type of deals where he specializes. I feel like yeah. it's just like, okay, we're going to enter rebuilding mode. We don't have to enter rebuilding mode. So like <laughs> you really have to empty the cupboard for us and yeah. worked out 10 years ago here or yeah, nine years ago here. And now Utah, I feel like it's going to be in the <sighs> same crazy. boat. And we've also on top of that, just to have another, a bunch of useful veteran guys on the roster too, that they can probably pawn off during the season as well for, you know, decent assets too. So that's, that's my team. Like Utah, like I'm, I'm just fascinated to see what, how they like, how this all ends up and turns into like the Celtics 13, 14 roster, like part two, where it's just like an absolute, or maybe it was 14, 15. What was the year they made all the trades? Probably 14, 15, where they like, had like a thousand trades during the, over the course of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they had, they still had to unload Rondo. Right. The, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was, that was, that was, cause that was, that was like the Chris Humphreys and, and yeah, that was a, yep. Yep. Yeah. So they had the, like, yeah. So it was next year. So they have the Rondo and then they, they trade for it, but then they made like a thousand deals in between like the Brandon Wright yeah. deal. And yeah, they, yeah, like filled off a bunch of other guys they got secondarily. So 
Yeah, Marcus Smart's rookie season was was yes, was the, the right quite the hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Bogans, where are you? Yeah, um, <laughs> see, yeah. I, I I hope Danny can can acquire three guys who can really look miserable holding up their jazz oh like Marshawn Brooks. Yeah. Uh, we have to do we have to set up a ten year anniversary for yes. that press conference, like or the pictures from that press conference. Yeah, I mean, it, if the Celtics social media team, free idea for the Celtics social media yeah. team. If you guys aren't like blowing out like some kind of photo of like the guys you have now, like you know now versus then, whatever, <laughs> then you're not doing your jobs. <laughs> oh my god, too good. All right, you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. You guys can you guys can pay us. That's credit fine. Tom. Credit Tom. At it. At Tom <laughs> NBA. All right. Make sure you're following Tom. I'm sure you're already, but if you're not, at Tom underscore NBA. Read all this stuff at Boston.com. Um, and yeah, Tom, we got we got another what, another what month countdown to chain camp. So get on the pro am beat. Get yeah, on like we have to maybe some appearances on more podcasts. We're gonna be we're gonna be diving deep on the aggregation <laughs> front for the next month. We certainly are. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's man, this is gonna be tough. I you know tip my hat as always to uh, to Kevin Durant. <laughs> I appreciate you. Please keep tweeting. Tweet something about the Celtics for us. Come on. There you go. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Um, again, follow him at Tom underscore NBA. And we'll be back with you guys next week. Um, and I don't know, Tom. I mean, we'll be making maybe making a mailbag. Send, send your ideas here. We're going to need them for the next few weeks. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys then.